0: Well hey there, nerds. Um, I had a couple potential ideas for my next episode, but they all kind of fell by the wayside because I was a bit distracted by some shit that I saw on the internet this week. Um, Welcome to another episode of Back Alley Alchemist. I'm your friendly alchemist talking shit about everything. Welcome back. So, I heard about this from TikTok. Some of you guys know me from there initially. I'm not really on any other kind of social media and my internet access is somewhat limited at the moment, so I haven't been watching the news much, but oh boy, TikTok done did show me something. Um and it gave me early modern witch craze vibes. You probably know what I'm referring to if you also run in the same circles of the internet as myself, but I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown. So, on February 13th, 2021, there was a pastor in Tennessee by the name of Greg Locke. He preaches at a megachurch. He announced on camera that he could name six witches... That are a part of his church, that he had the first and last names of all of them, and the address of at least one, and um, he says that there are three of them in the room there with him, and everyone screams and shouts, and he's like, yeah, and he, uh, he threatens them. Not only does he threaten to dox them, but he says that should they sneeze wrong, He's coming for them. Now, this is a threat. And, see, what I was thinking is, like, whoever the fuck he's referring to, they don't know that he's referring to them. They don't know... Obviously, no one who is at a congregation and a mega Church, being Christian enough to even handle being there, thinks that they themselves are a witch. Um... I didn't see a quote of him saying this, but I heard that he might have said it, so take this with a grain of my ass. Uh, he apparently, allegedly, said that he got these names from a demon he was exercising. And a TikTok creator that I love, I believe uh, her name is Lady Wolfsong, she's an indigenous creator, mentioned that like, she grew up in an evangelical home and... Uh, It's well known in Christian beliefs that demons don't tell the truth, and it's far more likely that if he did, actually, like, if for some reason he's not insane, and he did talk to a demon somehow, it's more likely that a demon would give him the name of innocent people, just to stir some chaos, you know? So, like, he's not even being very... I don't know. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know. He also mentioned that uh, a couple of them were in his wife's book club. I did see that he actually was quoted as saying that. And he said something about sage burning. So my first thought was, oh my god, some, some old white lady lit an incense at the book club meeting. And that's what all this is, you know. But, um... This is dangerous fucking rhetoric. This is a dangerous way of thinking. Especially for someone who has a fucking microphone. That's what I'm saying. And this kind of... Brought me... To... Think a bit more about it. Oh, not to mention, uh, he led a giant... Like, massive book burning ceremony. In the suburbs of Nashville. I think the specific place was called Mount Juliet. But... Oh my God! Yeah, he burned like a bunch of pi- like he incited everyone to bring uh, their copies of Harry Potter and Twilight series and shit, so they could burn them and scream about witches. Like I think just a few weeks ago, so this silly boy is on one, and it's just scary to see someone saying shit like this in tw- the year of our Lord two thousand twenty-one. You know what I mean? This Christian mythology is getting out of hand. <laughs> so I, I got something to say. I killed a baby today and it doesn't matter much to me as long as it's dead. That's not what I was going to say. I got something to say from a an historian's point of view about this. So, like, he made a real ass of himself, obviously. Most of the internet that I can see is mocking him, but with the following that he has, it's possible that he can convince already brainwashed, fucking easily susceptible to suggestion, people into going into this same thought process, looking for witches, and being like, yeah, fuck, no. No, not in, in this time, in how horrible this world is right now. Like, no one loves what's going on. And so if someone has, like, a strong belief in something that could make it better, and someone that they perceive as having an authority over them suggests something, and it suits their biases it's very likely that they're going to cling to that and roll with it. So that that's my main concern. But from an historical point, the early modern witch craze, I've talked a lot about it as like a side note in some of my witch episodes and my werewolf episode, but I'll, I have new stuff to say. You see, how it started was originally some uh, influential religious figure talking out of, talking out of his ass, saying some bullshit, and then it became apparent that this sort of you know we uh, we could use this for political power, for like the the Roman Empire and Germany and I think. Spain. Spain was one of them. Um, realized that they could use... That like, a religious leader talking like this creates so much fervor and energy among their following that it, like, you can get them to do whatever the fuck you want them to when everyone's all riled up like that. You know what I'm saying? And it became very apparent very early on when Christianity even first started being a thing in Rome, that religious fervor makes compliant citizens. If you can tie what the religious leaders are saying into what uh, political stances the leader has, whatever the political leader wants to have happen, if you can tie those things together, the ruler gets what the fuck they want you know, and that in this way, um, fucking Greg Locke isn't so scary to me because he's not that influential, you know, he can cause some serious problems like among society, but I don't think that he has a whole lot of political power especially since he's like, hates Biden or whatever, so that's good. Uh, He loves Trump, though, and I I don't... hmm, hmm. I'm not going to get political on here, but I don't think we'll have to deal with Trump much anymore after what came out this last week. (laughs) Anyway, luckily, in that sense, he's not so much of a threat. However, the second point I'd like to make, considering his potential danger, is that it... Was never actual witches that were getting moited during the witch trials. It was just normal, pe- normal, like Christian people, usually who were just a little funny. Maybe autistic, maybe gay, maybe they talked too much or not enough. You know, it was normal people that just for some reason the Inquisitors t- like, looked at him and were like, I don't like the cut of your jib. Which, you know, toss him on. And also, like I mentioned in my werewolf episode, a bunch of people were just accused of being werewolves for being ugly. And they were burned for being werewolf witches just because <laughs> they had a lot of facial hair or something like that. It's just, like, if for some reason this Gray Glock guy has actual names of actual individuals within his congregation and literally believes that they've been hanging out being demon fuckers, as you will, uh, like, it's kinda scary cause he could, like, they might not even know that they think he's a witch and then suddenly someone's gonna knock on their fucking door with a big old cross in their hand and kick the shit out of them or murder them. And they'll ha- they won't see it coming because no one thinks that they're the witch. You know, have you ever been at a work meeting where someone, like, fucked up during the week and you need to talk about it, but you're not allowed to just, like, point out to someone that, like, hey, this person did this. You have to tell everyone this thing and make sure everyone knows, hey, don't do this just because it happened, not saying who, and, like, someone's, the boss is like, yeah, so someone did this, and I'm not mad. Let's just like none of us ever do that again. No one thinks they're the one who did it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not everyone has good bosses. I've had good bosses, <laughs> but yeah, that's m- my main concern is for the well-being of these people that he thinks. So, like he could, he could just tell someone that he's close to one of their names, and those, the poor people could just get murdered. That's the problem. Anyway, hey, let's go into, uh, some shitty injustices and the history of the early modern witch craze and why I feel like I've seen this before. So I keep saying, uh, 2021 for some reason even though it's 2022 all of the dates that i say 2021 about i mean 2022 i don't know when i am <coughs> uh, so one of my favorite books of the bible i have read it cover to cover multiple times and random books throughout uh if you were wondering but through all of that I have a favorite book, and it's because it's the most fucked up shit I have ever read um Deuteronomy and I would like to like to quote you a little section from deuteronomy uh eighteen eleven through twelve Let there not be found among you anyone who immolates his son or daughter in the fire, nor a fortune teller, soothsayer, charmer diviner, or caster of spells, nor one who consults ghosts and spirits or seeks oracles from the dead. Turns out we can probably blame my favorite book of the Bible for all of this. Because that's like the oldest statement of, uh, don't suffer a witch, know what I'm saying? That's from like I think Deuteronomy was originally like from the old Hebrew shit, actually. I'm not an expert, but uh, this led to Gregory the Seventh, who was the Pope. Um, he in the year one thousand eighty sent to Harold the Third of Denmark. A letter saying, "Hey, we need to talk about witches and sorcerers, and people who are soothsayers, charmers, diviners, and casters of spells who consult ghosts and spirits and seek oracles from the dead. We need to talk about them, and we need to agree that we murder them. And see Harold III of Denmark at the time." Denmark was only recently Christianized, so he wasn't like super into it. But this is where I'm talking—fucking religion being used as a political tool. Um, he was about it. He was like, "Hell yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make that a thing." It sounds like people will—that sounds really dramatic. And you know what? Uneducated civilians love—they love some dramatic shit that turns them against each other hell yeah, and most of them will follow me, especially since they love God and you are the Pope. So, absolutely, get on it. So that happened, and then about 400 years later, on December 5th, uh, 1484, Pope Innocent the 8th I've mentioned him previously, um, he died in 1492, thank God. Um, <laughs> on December 5th of 1484, he issued a papal bull regarding witchcraft. It was lovingly titled "Summis Disarandis Effectibus, which is Latin, meaning Desiring with Supreme Ardor, meaning he was very serious about this. Now this papal bull addressed the malign presence of witches and witchcraft in the Holy Roman Empire and authorized a formal inquisition, one of several bulls issued during his time as Pope, which were designed to incite systematic violence against heretics or uh, enemies of Christendom, anyone who did not make Christianity more christian and the love of God among everyone in the world more loving for God. Now, this was made much worse by some douchebag that I will tell you too much about, named Heinrich Heinrich Kramer, who wrote the Malleus Maleficarum in 1486. Now, the Malleus Maleficarum was essentially his witch hunting manual, and he used Sumis ah, Desiderantes Effectibus as a preface for it. Turns out he didn't actually have permission to do that, but it's believed among scholars that he used it as a means of legitimizing his hate-mongering bullshit. He thought that if he could use that bull as a preface, it would make it seem more um, official, I guess, so people would om nom nom that witch-hunting bible up if you know what I mean. And people do that all the time. People have always done that, apparently. Now, Mr. Kramer, uh, who lived from the year 1430 to 1505, too long if you ask me, also known as Henricus Institor, not sure where that's from, but that's another name he went by, apparently, or is found by. He was a German inquisitor. He was appointed inquisitor for the Tyrol, Salzburg, Bohemia, and Moravia areas. And he was a huge nerd for the pulpit. Way too into the written words of the church, basically. Uh, So he was very, very active in his inquisitions, his studies, and his religious shit. So he gained a great deal of respect in Rome and he ended up becoming best buddies with the Archbishop of Salzburg. Now, Kramer was actually denied authority as an inquisitor in Germany at first, uh, before the Summis Desiderantes Bill was presented, but with its clear empowerment of the holy men to act violently against perceived witches, uh, Kramer's jurisdiction was affirmed, so he could... Uh-huh, <coughs> Practice his craft uh, as he saw fit in Germany after that was. after everyone knew about that. Um, A year after the bull was made public, this asshole went into Innsbruck, leading a group of inquisitors on their way to uh, kill them some witches. Although he had been granted authority to fucking murder people, uh, he was such an asshole that the Bishop of Brixen at the time, uh, George Golser, got sick of his shit. (laughs) Specifically because of the trial of Helena Schauberin in Innsbruck. Let's talk about her. So Helena Schauberin. Um, She was put on trial with 13 other people accused of witchcraft in Innsbruck by Heinrich Kramer. This was in 1485. Helena Schibrin was an Austrian woman who, based on the best of our historical knowledge, just uh, disagreed with the witch hunts. She spoke out against the Inquisitors for their... To put it frankly, willy-nilly accusations and subsequent murders. So, Kramer took personal offense to the fact that she wouldn't attend his sermons, and had the gonads to decry them as fucked up. He said, and I quote, oh god, I'm going to use a voice, aren't I? Um, when asked why she asserted that my interpretation of the church doctrine was heretical, she responded that I had only preached against the unhulen, the witches, and added that I had given the method of striking a pail of milk in order to gain knowledge of a sorceress who had taken milk from cows. And when I stated that I had cited these things against them by way of censure, rather. Oh, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I had to flip my pages. Rather than for instruction, she stated that in the future she would never attend my sermons after release. Poor guy. He got told he was a fucking idiot by a woman. (laughs) She She was also accused of spitting at him while passing him in the street one time, which I love. Um... She and six other women held on trial that day were thankfully released at the behest of Bishop Golcer. She got lucky. During the height of the early modern witch craze in Europe, which was the year 1580 through 1630, see this shit went on for hundreds of years following these two assholes, An estimated 50,000 people were executed for the crime of witchcraft. Roughly 80% of the victims were women, and most were over the age of 40 years. So, I want to talk about a couple more uh, victims of this. Uh, Let us discuss a couple of the mass witch trials, which took place in southern Catholic Germany. The first is probably the most well-known. Uh, it came up a whole bunch in my previous research, but I just, like, never clicked on it. You know what I'm saying? Never never got to it. Uh, this one is the Trier Witch Trials, which went on from 1581 to 1593. Probably the most significantly documented witch trial in history. One of the four largest witch trials in Germany, alongside the Fulda witch trials, the Wurzburg, and the Bernberg witch trials. It was started in Diocesi? Dio- I don't know this word, um, not gonna lie. Of Trier, uh, which I think means like the area around the town of Trier. Uh, and it reached the city of Trier in 1587. This witch trial led to the death of about 368 people, making it likely the largest mass execution in Europe outside of wartime. But this is just counting the people that were executed within the city, and like, it was like spread out through all of what we would now consider like the suburbs, you know, but like back then uh it spread out everywhere the entire area um the number of people killed in this witch trial in that area is estimated to be about one thousand, so the archbishop of this area at the time was Johann von Schonenberg and He was a big fan of the Jesuits, and so he built them a college. Um, In his eagerness to please them, and to prove to everyone in all the land how holy he was, he ordered the purging of three kinds of people. The Jews, (laughs) the Protestants, and the witches. A witness of these trials once said... Of this campaign, um, the whole country rose to exterminate the witches. So... Like, fucking everyone was on board with this. Uh, probably even the people who were burned as witches themselves at first. Because, like I said, you never expect that you're gonna be the one who's called a witch. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ and so between 1587 and 1593 368 people were burned alive in 22 villages flip the paper make the, the paper sound one of the victims was a man named Dietrich Flade Dietrich Flade Flade, probably Flade Uh, Dietrich was a lawyer, a judge, and a teacher. He was actually chief justice of the electoral court. He opposed the persecutions and spoke out against the use of torture in the trials. He spoke of this mildly, um, just kind of mentioned it in passing, was probably like talking to one of his buddies and he was like, I don't think we should be ripping their fingernails off, you know, when we don't even know if they're a witch yet. Like we don't, we aren't sure that they're a witch, but we're still ripping their fingernails off. And this seems a little bit fucking weird to me, you know, something like that, but such a misstep, such a horrible, he fucked up by daring to mention that he wasn't quite comfortable with torturing potentially innocent people uh, despite actually believing in the cause. Uh, That led to him being arrested, tortured, strangled, and burned to death with the rest of them. And this proved that any opposition to those trials would be not tolerated. If you oppose the trials or anything about them, you fucking die too. And see, that's where it gets even scarier. <laughs> Next, um, I want to talk about the Fulda Trials. God, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's, pr- it's spelled F-U-L-D-A. There's not a lot of different ways you can pronounce that, right? Like Fulda, 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 Fulda. Fulda The banged Fulda the trial. I shouldn't make jokes about something like this. <laughs> okay. Well these occurred during sixteen oh three and sixteen oh six. The death count was about two hundred fifty. So you know, smaller than uh the last one, but that's too many people dying for no fucking reason, I think. Um, this trial was ordered by the Catholic Prince Bishop, uh, Prince Abbot Balthazar von Dernbach. He has way too cool of a name for being such a dickhead. I want to be named Prince Abbot Balthazar von Dernbach. No, I don't. (laughs) Any name would be cool. Uh, who had actually, uh, been exiled by the Lutherans after counter-reformation policies, which I would like to look more into because I saw the words counter-reformation a lot during my research for this. I don't think I've ever looked into that. Reformation of, like, the church? Or, like, Europe? I don't know. We'll find out someday. Maybe I'll talk about it. I don't know if you guys are interested in actual history stuff or if it has to be spooky history, but I like both. Um, what was I? Where was I? Oh yeah, but after he was exiled, he was actually uh, returned to power in sixteen o two. Oh, geez, so so, so like, <laughs> like a year before he started fucking killing people a bunch. Great, nice track record. Exiled then murders. Uh, This was among the four most well-known witch trials in Germany at the time, like I mentioned. Uh, The most well-known victim of these trials was a lass named Merga Bien. She was born in Fulda, and she had the unfortunate circumstances of marrying a man who died and then marrying another man, who also died. And, as per the custom, at the time, and even now, she was heir to whatever they had. They were not particularly wealthy men, so it wasn't like, bitch was whole ass coming up in the world about it, and, from all accounts I've seen, she was not happy about the deaths of her spouses you know um but after her second husband died she married yet again because in those days a woman really couldn't live without being married you know what i mean you know what i mean if you lived without being married as a woman in these times you'd be killed for being a witch Think about that Well I tell you these other things. Uh, it, she was an heiress of her first two husbands, and that didn't look good. And on June 19th of 1603, Marga was arrested. Her husband went forth on her behalf and informed the prosecutors that she was with child. Um, no one fucking cared. Uh, In jail, she actually was tortured and forced to say that she had murdered her previous husbands and that the baby that she was carrying was the result of her fucking the devil. She was burnt alive with her baby still inside of her stomach. So let's remember... Let's remember Merga. Merga Bien. Because I dare say if there was ever a fucking example of the fact that Christians don't give a fuck about an unborn baby, this this hits it. You know? I'm gonna start bringing up fucking merga bien anytime any christian's like oh but life is sacred what if it's the child of your rapist what if it's blah 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 Yeah. yeah well like this was supposedly the child of the devil except you had the father standing there right in front of you like begging you please don't kill my wife and baby and you still fucking killed it jesus christ i've had enough yeah uh, <laughs> anyway. So that was like my attempt to kind of highlight let's see, how do I say that well? How do uh how does make words good how fucking unjust, unfair, and irrational a witch hunt is. Because like all of the people that I mentioned, between Merga Bien, fucking Dietrich Flade, what's that other lady? Helena Schoberen. None of them were even fucking pagan. They were all, like, Helena and Dietrich were actively Christian. They just didn't like torture. God for fucking bid. And fucking Merga, I don't know what her fucking religious denomination was, but she seemed like she just had bad luck. Maybe went after maybe older men went after as was custom at the time. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it would be one thing if Like, witch hunts and witch crazes and stuff like that actually went after pagans and people who were, you know, whatever. Because then it would be a nice religious war. and I I mean, I don't mean nice. Like, no war is nice. But it would be clear-cut. But when they do this shit, it's not actually about anything. There's no... There's nothing. There's no evidence. There's no... Like, the people that they kill and the people that they torture, there's nothing to it. It's just people they don't fucking like. And that's... That's even worse. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to... I'm not sure if I can articulate this effectively. Like... Okay. So, uh okay. So, if one group that is clearly defined on ideological lines or something like that is in conflict with another group who also has clearly defined I- ideological shit, then like if they're in a feud or a conflict, then that can make sense. And you can know what side you're on. You can be, like, scared of the people who are the other people. But if you don't know who the fuck, like, they think you are, because, like okay, I can see a little bit of political something, uh, current political something or other in this. Okay, let let's tangent. Let's tangent a bit. Let's go for it. Alright. Let's be divisive. See, so, uh, uh, hmm, what's the word? A parallel that I see in current America, uh, the current US, a parallel to this, is perceiving groups of people that are just in any way different from you as being part of a very specific group. When not everyone who has a different belief from what you have is part of one just, like, group. You know? Okay, okay. I'll go into detail. So, I have been told... Um, I've been called a liberal. I've been called a democrat. I've been called... This is... Uh, people have yelled at me about how I love Biden, and that's not none of those things are true. I'm an anarchist I have been an anarchist since I was fourteen i so you know obviously cannot live that way because that is not the society that we live in. Our society is not anarchistic but ideologically. I like anarchy. And yet, anytime I get in any sort of like political discussion with anyone who disagrees with me at all, um, no, that's not true. I disagree with lots of leftists, but anyone on the right side of the political spectrum, any time I get in any sort of discussion with them, they just call me a liberal. They're like, oh yeah, go suck Biden's dick. And I'm like, I fucking hate Joe. I hate every politician. I am an anarchist. What don't you get? I am not the same type of person as fucking any any Democrat at all. Like, I'd probably, like, if I was, if we were drinking whiskey and talking politics and I was sat alone in a room with a hardcore Democrat for more than 45 minutes, it would probably come to blows, is what I'm saying. And uh, the left does the same thing, kind of. Um, like, uh, if someone's, like, really, really, like, probably kind of ignorant about gun control laws and stuff and think that their guns are going to get taken away, but otherwise, like, not not super right. But, like, they just want their fucking guns, you know what I'm saying? They're probably, like, a fucking libertarian or something like that. Um, uh, The left also tends to clump them in with conservatives. And it's this, uh... There's a binary. Oh, that's what it is! It's a binary that we have. A subconscious binary for people. You're either this or you're this. If you're not this, then you're this. and if you aren't this, then you obviously are against this. and that seems to be the kind of mindset that was pervasive during the witch trials is like, if you are not with with us in killing all the witches then you are a witch your damn self, and we're gonna kill you. And it's the exact same thing. And I feel like there's got to be an answer to that. There has to be something that we can do, like as a fucking global society, to start training ourselves to stop seeing everything in a binary. Because I know that's helpful for survival. That's like the fucking lizard brain. It's like, is this dangerous? Yes. Is it dangerous? No. Is it dangerous? Yes or no. Do I go toward it or do I go away from it? Duh. We're smarter than that. We have found fucking galaxies. We have watched black holes. We have watched fucking... All kinds of shit go on in space. We have the technology. We have the brain power. We don't have to think like fucking feral animals anymore. We can figure out how to differentiate between when something is a direct threat or if it's just something that's there that maybe I'm not a big fan of, but it's not going to fucking kill me, so it's fine, and I'm going to walk away. So it what I'm saying is if you're incapable of perceiving anything as beyond a clear-cut binary one side or the other, then you're fucking unevolved. I'm saying it. I don't even care. Get over it. Eat, shouldn't die. But hey, hello, I think that's the end. Um, I'm ranting. I love you, thanks for listening, shout out to my patrons, um, and Rowdy, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I love you, uh, later nerds, maybe I'll get around to something a little less depressing next time, carry on, don't get burned at the stake.